Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I'm this week's host, Eddie Webb, and with me are my co-hosts, Matthew Dawkins. Hello. And Dixie Cochran. Hi there. And today, actually, uh, we are together because um, we're playing uh, a game of Crossroads Continents. What? We're playing yes. a game? Yes. After we're together? We're together, and, and we, we have two more people so on top long. of it. We have, we have um, uh, uh, Travis Legg. Hello. And our wonderful DM, Rich Thomas. Hey, hey. Um, so, uh, we're going to actually dive right in for, for listeners. We're coming in kind of a little in media res, uh, or in media's res, I suppose. Goodness. You said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Why did you bring up that controversy? Still, still very much open to debate. I think, I think. The wounds are fresh. <laughs> <laughs> and by fresh, we mean two to three years old. Right. Well, okay. it's the internet. So it's today. Right. Might as well be today. If I've learned anything in my time fighting Romans, it's to not trust Latin speakers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a whole backstory that I want to ask about. We don't have time. Um, uh, so instead, um, we actually did play a, a, a portion of this adventure beforehand because we were kind of testing out the tech and, and finding our, our feet on things. Um, so Rich will recap the story so far and then we'll dive right in. So Rich, how did we get to here? Well, okay. Um the uh, the the party got, we were we were doing a very fast getting into the adventure thing because we really wanted to test the, mm-hmm. the dungeon itself because it's mm-hmm. this is it's the first time that I put together a new dungeon for like decades and we're doing it on VTT so that mm-hmm. was, a, was a whole lot of learning processes going going happening all at once uh, and we wanted to test out the various. Uh, um, uh, threat levels of of the things that are in here make sure we're we're making a a good solid uh adventure plus Mm -hmm. everybody's having fun so we started in a a very quickly we were in a uh, an inn the uh, the greenfields inn uh, in the uh, city of aberdam and small place uh usually pretty friendly for adventurers but uh, it's it's been hit from some hard times. There appears to be some issues with uh, the fields being burned and poisoned, and the uh, people being waylaid, uh, farmers being burnt. Uh, just general bad stuff happening around this town. Party gets together, and it's fine, but it's not the usual. Hey, everybody, let's have a great time. And even the bards are they're, they're singing a lot more about the uh, a past adventure hero who was kind of the robin hood of the time and came in and uh, his name was edgar of three towns and he was just the best thing ever and and the more the, the, the people of this town get uh, get kind of in a bad situation the more they're looking at that kind of golden time when edgar would come and he'd he'd tip people with platinum coins and things like that so um while the party's sitting there listening to sort of people talk and and the bard's kind of singing these edgar based uh, ditties in comes a uh clearly a regular in the bar he, he, he is not particularly filthy but he does smell of many 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 beers and um and it's generally um, seems to be arguing with the, the staff. And then he wanders over to the party's table and rather than take charity, he would rather sell to the party um, for as much as they could, they could give him so he could have, uh, he could, he could get back to his bearing um, a, what he says is a genuine treasure map that was uh, created by Edgar himself. And which will take you to one of the locations of uh some of Edgar's uh, vast hoard, which the uh, 
the entire countryside is quite sure exists. Um, party gets the map. Uh, using the map, they can find some landmarks that get them to a, uh, a hill that um, is marked with an X. And uh, at the top of the hill is, a, is an oak tree. And somewhat up the bark, uh, in the bark of the tree, about uh, about eight feet, 15, eight, 15 to eight feet high, um, is an E rune carved into the bark, obviously uh, for, from several decades ago. And that kind of corresponds to when Edgar was last seen in the area. So um, party searched around it and discovered there was a hole about a foot wide uh, in amongst the roots, uh, almost supported or kept where it was by the roots. And they were able to uh, dig a little, dig it a little bit wider and then um, shimmy shimmy down a rope and land in the uh, cavern that's under there. a lot of mud, and it has obviously come in from that hole over the over the years, uh, all over the place, and a big mud pile that they they landed in, and uh, in the process discovered that they uh, there was a chance that as they they worked their way through the mud that there was actually giant centipedes in the mud, and they would come boiling out and and attack the party uh, as as the mud was uh, searched probed and and trod through so they were real gross yeah and you know it's 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 a moment of uh of and also there's many things in this kind of uh adventure that um may appear innocuous or just um uh window dressing but actually could have both threats and rewards because uh, one of the party members i I don't remember which one uh found a a gold coin in it was me (laughs) um so uh while that was happening um uh travis's character who was a a gnome uh, was right on the edge of a pool of water next to the mud and a giant frog leaped out and tried to swallow him and uh Mm -hmm. fortunately it was very scary fortunately uh brin Yes. Dixie's character could yank the uh, gnome right out of the grapple um, before it could, before, because really what, what, what the frog, and I think Travis and I both wanted to have happen was that the gnome would be eaten by the frog. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, but you Dixie know. had to ruin it. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, you know, a, a, a use of, of, of strength and that was cool. And then, um, but everybody managed to dispatch the frog and started searching around, um, Discovered that there was another pool in a niche to the south of uh, of this uh, uh, dirty, nasty pool the frog was in, and that was totally clean and pure water. And uh, and cursed, according to Matthew's character. Cursed because it was yeah, and also you found uh, there a coin that was pretty much identical to the gold coin, except it was only gold in a sliver on one edge, and the rest of it was platinum otherwise. Mm, it looked like our fortunes were increasing with every find. Yeah, and looking at the at the dirty brackish pool, the the party discovered that there was something odd uh, against one ledge of that pool uh, that, that surrounds the pool. In that, under the water, uh, was uh, something angular rather than the natural cavern um, uh, formations that the that the the entire place is made of. So. Um, Matthew's character, who is Elios, uh, Elias. a uh, sea elf, um, cleric of the Tempest. 
Yes. Which works out really well because could just swim down there and try to yank the, uh, yeah, the no chest problem. that was hidden under there. Um, not thinking to, to perhaps check for traps as a, as sort of a, a precaution. And uh, in fact, there was a needle, uh, a poison needle in one of the uh, handles of the chest and uh, Elias was paralyzed and sank to the bottom of the pool. Would have been potentially a fatal situation for, for anyone except a sea elf who could, you know, breathe through their gills while they were laying there paralyzed. So it was actually really fortunate that uh, that Elias was the one that, that went and did that. Um, but then I don't I don't feel fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Bryn dove in, pulled the fortunate or fortunate, depending on your point of view, Elias out of the water, and also attached a. Uh, uh, using uh, one, one of the gnome sickles to the handle and and and, and pulled it out that way and got the got the chest um, on the gold and it was full of gold in fact different kind of gold coin than the ones that were found um, but nevertheless gold coins and I think other than kind of uh, uh, carefully looking around now at the uh, southern exit to the room and at a uh, an exit that is a little in the northern wall of the room, but not um, not at the pool of brackish water. Um, the party uh, pretty much uh, decided that we would uh, we would call halt to it then, and so we can pick up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, P- pretty much like if you were looking at this as a module, we've we've done you know scene one, right, maybe. Right. Maybe scene two as well, but that's 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 about it. And as, as I was mentioning, um, it's it's really like back. One of the things I was trying I'm trying to do with this particular adventure is to bring it all the way back to when I first started playing and the kinds of um, here's a map to some treasure. You might be you might find something you might not, and oh, you better better poke at that thing or, or there's a thing on the wall. You better be careful with that or you know just that it kind of very mm. very very old school. But in fact. This scene one would have been all of the adventure. That would have been, you get a map, you go, you find, usually you could do the whole thing in one room because we that was a, it was a session of play and uh, right. to, to, to go through and do that. And that's, that's really what we used to do back when, uh, you know, when I was still in school and uh, we only had, you know, club time to play it. Well, do we want to go around and introduce our characters real quick? People I was just thinking that, playing? yeah. Uh, all right, so Eddie, do you want to start? Um, I am playing uh, Kringid, Kriggan, um, who is a mantid, one of the uh, unique peoples to Crossroad Continents. Um, it's kind of a mantisy looking guy. He's got Silver Chitin, which is part of his particular uh, family, um, and he is a wizard. And he is very logical. He's very logical. <laughs> Matthew? Kind of gotten you a little bit, but you know. Yeah, well, as mentioned, uh, I am Elios, a sea elf, cleric of the Tempest, very much dedicated to chaos and the chaotic spree, generally believing things have been placed by fate and happenstance more than any kind of order, and in fact feeling fairly revulsed at the idea of things being governed by... uh, human-made law, as an example, (laughs) which is why I was so put off by the idea of this still quite clearly magical pool when compared to the brackish, churning waters that were much more to my Uh, taste. The pool's been artificially ordered. Exactly. That's why I said it was cursed. I see, I see. (laughs) It's all character building, Eddie. Travis? 
I am playing Loman Greenleaf, a herb gnome, uh, which is one of the uh, peoples of the Crossroads continent. Uh, Loman's a ranger and uh, just likes to, you know, have a little fun, earn a few dollars so that they can spend them at the tavern later. And uh, is just here to, to gain some coin and, and uh, have an adventure. Maybe get eaten by a frog. Maybe get eaten by a frog. Someday. <laughs> someday, buddy. If we I, do it right. I am playing Bryn Giantsbane. Uh, any longtime listeners of the podcast will have heard of my character, Jane Giantsbane. Uh, this is her cousin. Jane was adopted by dwarves. So this is her dwarven cousin, Bryn. Uh, she is a fighter. And she is not here for nonsense, unlike Jane, who is made of nonsense. All the nonsense, <laughs> all the time. Yes. Okay. Well, in the uh, in the spirit of how these uh, these things are supposed to go, what do you do? What, what, who's going to do what? Since I have a, a a a light spell, which is screwing up everyone's dark vision, um, <laughs> I, I'm actually going to. We glanced uh, at the south. Um, entrance and we just saw it's kind of an entranceway going left and right. So I want to check the north a little bit, kind of just peek in yeah, and see same. where it's going. Okay. Um, so from your point of view, you see that there is a, a narrow opening that you can work through about about 10 feet wide and then it opens into uh, another of, uh, of uh, the ever popular cavern. I shall sally forth in search of adventure. Yeah, there's, is, is there anything in this uh, room that's like obvious source of danger as we first enter anything that leaps out at me is like we should not go near that like besides frog. the dragon <laughs> besides the dragon right. okay cool <laughs> um no. so um it, the, the 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 cavern roof is 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 kind of kind of low for a cavern it's about 10 foot high uh slopes down and seems damper the further east you go um there's a sound of uh lapping water that uh, that all of you can hear um from uh, the archway in the east wall because it is very very quiet in here the, the, you are the the primary source of noise but you can hear that um again more on the eastern part of this room but uh, but certainly all over uh, there's mold and random uh, pieces of uh, fungus growing scattered across the walls and there's some sections where the rock walls have collapsed a bit and you can see a particularly uh large one uh on the well, i mean pretty much up up North of you, right there. As, otherwise, uh, basically, um, the the room, as far as you can see, is empty. Well, I am drawn to the sound of lapping water. Uh, if my faith has taught me anything, is that fortune can be found where water meets land. So I will. Uh, Not always good fortune. Um, that that's irrelevant, really. Right. Uh, so I intend to move forward into the cavern and uh, in the direction of the body of water. Uh, as far as uh, I'll, I'll move up a little on our map, just to illustrate my bold striding. And I think Excellent. my character, being a mountain dwarf, is interested in the rocks because rocks are interesting. If Bryn would make the dwarven rock and mining and everything other uh, role, uh, we would we'll see if uh, they see what, anything. What, what, what role is that? <laughs> I do believe that uh, the stone cunning is history. Oddly enough, <laughs> I think <laughs> this is this is why I phrased it as I did because I honestly yeah. well, couldn't remember what stone, you... stones are old. It's All right. true. I have rolled so, an eighteen. So you can you can tell that it, yes, in fact, uh, this this room tends to have a few uh, 
a few falls um, as as pieces of the of the rock uh, splinter off. Um, there's nothing particularly uh, modern, like nothing nothing doesn't look like it's likely to fall on your head today. But uh, but there's pieces pieces around it, and that particular pile is one of the more uh, recent ones, and. It doesn't seem like the rocks are all piled there because they all fell from that spot. It seems like maybe mm. they might have been gathered from the room and, and put on top of each other because you see some gaps um, between the fallen rocks. And knowing that, you you, you kind of uh, you kind of like well, those the the darkness in the in in there seems to go back further than the wall of the uh, of the cavern, as you can see it. Oh. I have found a compartment, friends, and some kind of wall. Naturally formed or dug out by by hands or tools? I don't know, but I know that these rocks were not placed here naturally. If there's one thing I know, it's rocks. If you want to answer that, whether that is, you'd, you'd actually have to get the rocks out of the way because they, they do pretty much cover this uh, this, this darker area. Mm-hmm. You, you, my friend, you know water, I know rocks. Well, I'm not disputing that, uh, Giant's Bane, uh, but uh, I dare say I'm unlikely to be able to help you lift the rocks. If there's one weakness in my in my body, the things the gods, the elements have not given me, is strength of bicep or general limb. So, to put it another way, you're on your own. I will not. Keep, <laughs> I'll keep heading in the direction of the water. Uh, while they're discussing this, I would like to look around and uh, just make sure that none of this fungal growth is a threat and see if I notice any areas that look like they should have uh, some sort of growth or filth on them but are suspiciously clean, like might have a secret door or something. Okay, we're, show me where you're going to go. Good enough. So you're checking all, all along there. And uh, if you want to do a, do a perception... Check. And my plan was to just kind of walk the perimeter slowly um, enough to make sure that I'm really kind of paying attention to, to what's going on. Um, and you said perception? Yep. I'm 16, not too bad. Okay, yeah. Large insect man, what would you like to do? Do all of us have dark vision? I do. Dwarf I do. gnome sea elf. I believe we all do. Yeah. Okay, then I'll turn my light spell back off. Because <laughs> um, it's not helping anybody. Well, it's, it's been great identifying where you're standing. Let me tell you. Uh, I, I would like to point out, <laughs> just for uh, everyone to consider, uh, dark vision is great, but we won't be able if we're relying entirely on it. Uh, we won't be able to discern any differences in color, which could prove right. to be a problem um, between brown and black. Right? Got it. Uh, some of these fungi uh, are, I believe, of many iridescent hues, but we can't see them now because uh, Keegan uh, or Cregan has uh, diminished the light in this place. Uh, when the light uh, goes down like that, um, basically you're getting light filtering in from the, the entrance entranceway that you just came from, but there's only a, a, a very, very faint change through the southern exit of this room. Everything everything else um, is very dark. So, like, there's a bit of uh, illumination coming up from the south? Really, really faint from where you're standing. Uh, it's, it's just really enough to be able to say, hey, there's something There's something a little lighter down there. Okay. Well, um, how about, I'll, I'll just say, uh, hey, uh, Keegan, was that it? 
Kriggan. Kriggan, you want to um, give Giants Band a hand here uh, with these rocks since you know I you, do got, not. you got more arms? Would you please anyway, despite that fact? Because I, I, I can certainly attempt so, yes. Thanks. You have more arms than I do, and I want to check out this light. <laughs> uh, provided, of I, course, I that I didn't notice like anything poisonous. Oh, I for some reason, I thought you had an uh, extra set of arms. My bad. I understand. That's well, an assumption, Travis. You have long assumptions. I shouldn't make assumptions. They make <laughs> they make an ass out of you an umption. I say uh, you have longer arms than me. I mean, th- so that's technically more arms. I, all of my limbs are longer than yours, correct? Bryn is confused and looks at them and is like, length does not equal strength because she's a dwarf. <laughs> and and like she is just very calmly moving rocks off to one side as this is going on. <laughs> I don't need your help. Yeah. I, I will assist in cleaning up your area. Provided that the that the uh, perception check didn't reveal, oh, these are poisonous, don't touch them or anything like that, I will make my way down toward the southern door. Uh, no, I mean, it, it basically uh, it, it showed you that the stuff is growing. It doesn't seem to be any weird gaps in the growth or any scrapes through it or anything like that. It seems pretty well undisturbed. But um, once... Uh, uh, Cregan and uh, Bryn managed to get some of the rocks out of the way in order to see that there is, in fact, some form of alcove behind there. These strange shapes burst from the uh, from the thing. They're small creatures with wings and immensely elongated pro- 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 noses. Proboscis? Yeah, easy for you to say. <laughs> easy for you to say, but I'm uh, <laughs> And, uh, and uh, hey, it's time for initiative. Woohoo! Well, that may be the worst initiative I've ever um, rolled in a game. So, to provide running commentary for the listeners in the lead oh, in this initiative we've, race. We've got uh, pictures of these guys now. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, we currently have Giant's Bane, our dwarf, at 19, moving first. And, cool, because I re-rolled a 7. <laughs> and following up, we have our plucky gnome at 15. In the middle of the table, but uh, trailing behind, our insectoid friend at Kriggan is at 10, and trailing at the back, more entranced by the uh, rolling waves off to the east, is Elios at 4. We've just been shown a picture of a sturge. Oh, everyone's favorite uh, beast. It is indeed. Pretty creature, isn't it? I like the uh, shaggy mane this one has. Yep, they're, uh, they're furry skeetos. Hmm. All right. And they're coming furry in. Furry skeetos. That sounds like a sci fi movie. Of eight. All right. Sounds like a sci fi movie to... we should watch at this new year, Dixie. Do you ever see Mansquito? No. That was a sci fi original movie. Oh, it sounds like an asylum movie. I was going to say, yeah, that sounds very asylum. <laughs> All right. So these things come. They're clearly mean you no good, Bryn. Um, they're coming for you. And yes. just for clarity, they're pouring out of the uh, chamber where they were from just behind the rocks. the rocks. Yep. Yeah. How many are there? Uh, there are four of them. Okay. I, I will. I will hit the one closest to me once I see where all the tokens are. Uh, and this. This is why we don't meddle with the earth. You know, uh, I, I've been saying this for many a year that moving rocks can only lead to harm. The giant frog came out of your brackish water, friend. Uh, the giant frog didn't attack me. 
these searches have not attacked you either. That's so very far. true. But I suspect Yet. they might if I get close enough. I do have a lot of blood in my veins. I thought you had seawater in your veins. Oh, that's a Yar. harsh comment. Uh, I am I am made of blood and brine, young dwarf. But uh, so you're very is... salty. I am, yeah. I've I've become increasingly <laughs> salty with age. When when your species died, did you eventually just become salt licks? That that's a popular misconception. Uh, our hair <laughs> becomes seaweed. Our bodies fossilize like uh, sort of seashell, mollusk-like things. We can become quite pretty in death. I mean, uh, you know, there are many who consider the sea elf quite aesthetically pleasing in life as well. But I to the to the sort of anthropologist all the way through to the archaeologist, the antiquarian prowling the coasts of these lands, when they find the fossilized body of a sea elf, well, that's a day of rejoicing. Not because a sea elf has died, but because, wow, those are some pretty little baubles I can take home to the wife. All right, can you, everybody see the uh, the Sturgis? Yeah. Okay, I will hit the one to the left of my token with my great axe. 11. All right, that should do it. Let me check. Oh, no. No, they're far more armored than I expected. They are All too right. little, and they are flitting around, and they're I don't still like flitting. them. They're hard to hit with a great axe, okay? They're still flitting around, yep. So I will attempt to hit one, and I will miss and <laughs> uh, ding off a rock. Big, big chunk of rock taken out, but all right. Next up, Loman. Uh, I'm going to see uh, if I can invent the ranged fly uh, swatter. I'll draw out uh, arrow raise my short bow, and try to pluck the one out of the air that Giant's Bane just swung at. Yep. So you're going to do for the most, uh, the, the one all down at the bottom? Yeah, the one that was... Uh, that one. Just missed. Yep. Get uh, oh, I didn't fix my bow. It's listing as a long bow, but I should be using a short bow because of my size. Shit. So I will correct the damage. That's natural 20 to hit, though. Or not a natural 20, uh, unnatural 20. It is an unnatural 20, which is, but that's great because even though it's flitting about and and I I think they make like little like noises while they fly. Um, Very, very, very repulsive. Uh, You do hit it. And theoretically, there we go. Um, So three damage. That does it. You uh, you you skewer it with your shot. They have no hit points, but they have really high AC. <laughs> yeah, up up against the uh, up against the rocks, it, it falls with a kind of a soft, squishy sound um, compared to the you know, the harder sound of the of the uh, the arrow hitting the rock. I had no idea that was going to work. Woohoo! Good shot. Fired from the hip. Yep, and that's pretty much my turn, I think. I'll probably, um, actually, if I can, I'll move up here and try to, like, get a little bit of cover in that little chunk of alcove. Sure. And, uh, you know, draw my next arrow for next Yeah, make turn. it harder for them to shoot you with their gun. Right, exactly. They I don't. They could be packing, I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kriggan, there are two, two of these insects, the... Uh, things whatever they're they're... yeah the one that's uh right in front of me uh i'm going to cast uh fire bolts at it's a 14 that is just what you needed well he takes seven fire damage and likes it uh he explodes in the flame just just goes up like a like kindling just (laughs) 
doesn't seem to like it, but happens so fast, uh, it may not have had time to re- register an opinion. I should ask the next one. Yes. What, what did you think of that? I mean, I like don't, your thoughts. Don't, don't you speak insect? This one, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. So I'm putting the X's on because everybody wanted the X's last time. So X's is what yeah. we There you go. Funk, funk. All right. Well, then that's their turn. Oh, my goodness. I get to roll to hit. That's so cool. Uh, let's see. I like the idea that Matthew's character is just standing over there, like, entranced by the water and not not, not paying attention to us. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm looking left to right, left to right. What do I do? Do I help my friends or do I take a swim? All right, uh, so it's pretty easy to do. The one on Bryn uh, rolls an eleven. Oh, was that the, was that to hit me? To hit you, yes. That, that that does not get through my AC, no. All right, so it, it clatters up against your armor, trying to trying to find a way to get that uh, proboscis jammed in there and get your sweet sweet blood. Rude. It, it very much so. And then the one on Kriegan twenty two. However, I Yikes. believe will hit by the gods. Five points of damage, and you it kind of holds on top of you, and you feel that proboscis uh, uh working its way in uh through the the your net through the, your natural chitin. It is uh, it, it, it looks I just like, like it's this, going, I just it's like going, this. It's going to spend its time uh trying to get more of your um, I don't know, uh, ichor, yeah, your, your, your insect goo, your bug juice. There you go. Yep, sucking the blood, ju- the sweet, bug juice. That's sweet, what it sweet likes. Bug juice. <laughs> that's that's my impression of the stir. <laughs> I think it tastes. I think it might taste more like asparagus juice. So is this like cannibalism adjacent? Yeah, yeah, it is, is very. Cannibalism you know, here's adjacent. the thing. They they say it's they're tiny beasts. I'm not sure. Like, they always seemed insectoid to us, but. They're just they're just some kind of really freaky thing. It's one of the weirder, freakier things I think in D D is actually the sturge. Yeah, no, no one likes a mosquito. It's uh... they're like a bat mosquito too. They're like bat, a bat rat, bat, yeah, bat mosquito. Hmm, bat mosquito. That's a that's a new show. It's going to be yeah, coming on. <laughs> is it? It's actually something that Batman keeps in the Batcave. Just like oh, a, no. has a tank full of bat, it's a pest. bat mosquitoes. Yeah, it's going to be on the CW. I think uh, one of the yep. kids from Sweet Lake of Zach and Cody is playing the I lead. think one of the latter <laughs> Requiem first edition books had a Batskeeto bloodline of vampires in, you know, with a long proboscis for a nose. Indeed. They may have, may not have. It just sounds believable. <laughs> we're not, they, were not, they were not allowed into the Justice League. Um, no. So, Ilios, you can see that there's one of these things on Cregan. Like, I can... I can see that. And I'm not so much of a water-fixated sea elf cleric that I'm going to abandon my ally to be drained dry by this oversized mosquito rat. However, (laughs) I also have no ranged weapons really to speak of. I have a net, but I'm not going to be able to throw it over 30 feet away. Uh, my only real chance is to attack this uh, Sturge that's draining Cregan with another Guiding Bolt, which I used to great effect in our last session. Um, it is it is overkill. I think it's going to result in Cregan being splattered somewhat if it hits, but honestly, I think it's the only the only chance we've got. Uh, so here I'm just goes. saying, on a scale of one to seven, I am at two. Just to be clear. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> a scale of one to seven, eh? What could you be referring to? It's <laughs> a random number, just arbitrary. Well, you know, if we're playing with scale now, I would say the guiding bolt is a scale three attack. But let's go for it. Let's go for it. I guiding think the scale bolt. is actually zero to seven, if you uh, look closely there, Eddie. That's true, that's true. Oh, that's not good. No, I mean, it's... I've got the range, but I've not, uh, I don't think it's going to hit. At eleven, will not uh, will not successfully take this guy out. Um, mm. It it basically illuminates more than it it it, it detonates. Yeah, I say I chant a prayer to the seas, the thunder. I say, if Cregan is worthy of being saved by the elemental chaos, then let the guiding bolt slay its attacker. And clearly, chaos has found Cregan wanting. Which was to be predicted, really, <laughs> given what a logical, pedantic creature this insect is. <laughs> so, Kriggan, I... you have been rejected by the I am specific, not pedantic. Did, did, did you just victim blame your own party member for being attacked by a sturge? <laughs> yes, but I will, however, advance, because I can still take a standard action to move. So yep. I'll get a little closer uh, with with mace in hand, because you never know. I might get close enough to save Cregan's life with a heavy bludgeoning rock on a stick. You never know. Uh, back up to the top, Bryn. Uh, well, now that the you know two other ones near me have been hurt, uh, I guess I will hit this other one next to me. Cause... So whacking away with the axe again. I mean, that's that's pretty much what I've got. I, I'm a I'm a level one fighter. I can also punch, kick, headbutt, or whatever, but that's you know less effective. Sure. Hey! That will do what needed to be done. Roll one damage. 13 damage. Uh, I fucking wrecked it. <laughs> I was going to say this. <laughs> Damn, you, you totally killed it. Um, yeah, there's... there's. I don't know how you did it. No way of knowing. But the axe comes down and actually divides this thing into 17 different pieces. <laughs> just chop, 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 chop. I was Little... so mad about missing last time that I had to just, like, iron chef this one. There you go. If these things were good to eat, you'd be able to have a little sushi right now. And I'm also going to move over to assist Kriggan if, you know, it comes to that. Okay. I'm going to flank it, even though flanking isn't a rule in D&D 5A. It's an optional rule. Uh, but that does bring up the question of what are you going to do, Loman? Uh, I'm going to say, hold still. I got this. And I'm going to try to take a Sturge off of Cregan's back at uh, at know, range. Probably a lot of paces at my... <laughs> at my uh, I could totally do this. Yeah, I, my confidence is swelling. We're in you good are shape. Ranger, right? I mean, I'm going to say ranger. it has some cover, but go ahead. Well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a natural 20. That is yes, a natural is. 20. Okay. That one was much Tell fun. us how this complete murder of this this little uh, uh, creature occurs, uh, Travis. What I'd like to do is, if I could, um, because it is actively draining uh, his well, bug juice fluid. The bug juice was coming, but... Uh... What I'd like to do is, like, remove its proboscis at the jaw so that it just bleeds out through its face as it sort of flaps Aww. around, almost like a balloon, like, losing What's air. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Kriggan's going to be covered in sturge blood. And, and his own. <laughs> I am water-soluble. 
Your 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 water is soluble. You can you'll you'll dissolve in dissolve water. in water. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it it makes them a challenging uh, uh, people to play. Yeah, I am from the desert. All organic matters eventually water soluble. <laughs> okay. Well, a heroic fight was fought, and uh, I um, can't help but feel my contribution was vital. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll turn my back on the uh, bleeding group and move back towards the water. There you go. I'll say, oh my goodness, are you okay? And run are over. Um... <sighs> I like okay. that our, our, our cleric has fucked off. Like the person <laughs> who's supposed to heal. You, you know what? I don't, I don't define myself by my profession, by my calling. <laughs> and so I don't immediately think, oh, someone's injured. I've got to heal them. If they want help, they can ask for it. Uh, actually, Rich, do you want to maybe cover your house rule? Yeah, there's a chance to uh, to say uh, one of uh, one of the things we used to do. We're just playing around with it for this particular this particular play test. Uh, um, is um, we had a uh, we had a rule starting way back in the day with D and D about binding wounds, and it was the idea that basically anyone could pull a scrap of cloth off a cloak or whatever. Uh, even you might even have bandages if you're that much you had that level of forethought, which pretty much none of our players did. Um, but you could you could bind it up, get uh, one uh, one die four uh, hit points back um, by doing the binding. If um, you have one of the healing kits, uh, then that would be you would you would expend a use of that, and you would actually get a plus one on it. And we did uh, have the four sets pick up a healing kit. Yeah, I think I think all of us did. I would like to uh, bind wounds on. My good bug friend, and apologize for not getting that one sooner. Appreciate it. Oh, that's very friendly. All right, roll a roll a four sider, Travis. There you go. So you would get uh, four points back. Uh, you're feeling much better. Just a now you're, you're six out of seven. I am nearly one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you know, you 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 know, you you've been you've been hurt. You're a little you're a little you're a little cut up, a little mashed up, but uh, but basically, you feel a lot better with that uh, that bandage wrapped around you. Thank you, friend. All right. Um, do you want to continue to see if you can get to uh, get a better view of what's uh, what's back there? Yeah, I'm not gonna let some sturgeon stop me. All right, moving rocks is a proud tradition of my people. So if you can get a, a a crack wide enough, I can probably shimmy back there. True, you are not much bigger than a sturge, are you? Is is that how you would like to proceed? Sure ain't. Uh, if if there's a a place that I can squeeze through, I'll. I'll go ahead and dive in. Why not? I'm sure it's fine. Kriggan, can you cast some light in there? Yes, I'm able to do so. Would you mind doing so? I'll actually take one of the pep, the rocks, a, a hand-sized rock, and cast light on that and give it to the gnome. Cool. Wow! <laughs> uh, do not stare directly he, into the rock. Yeah, since he's going to be carrying that and doing stuff like that, I mean, um, we could we could replicate that on the map, but basically it does illuminate the, the uh, 20 by 20, very roughly shaped room. Uh, it was probably uh, a little bit of a natural thing uh, that was very much enlarged to be uh, be, be sort of roughly uh, square. Um, you can see all kinds of marks from chisels and other stone working tools in there. Uh, and in the center of it is uh, is what appears to be a mound of uh, rotting burlap bags. They look very old. They look well. They don't look like ancient, but they, I mean, they look they look a few decades old. What do you see in there, friend? I will shout a description of what uh, is. You don't need to shout. You're visible. ten feet away from us. He is very um, small. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you go over to the bags? Sure um, well, the first thing I would like to actually do if I can um, is pull out. I don't have any actual paper. I was going to try to see if I have something in my uh, Dungeoneers pack where I could do like a rubbing um, using maybe like some of the uh, ash from my tinderbox or something like that uh, so that I could rub the that chisel pattern from the wall okay. and slide it out to the dwarf to see if she can figure out like where this, like who might have done this. Um, Because that seems like a thing a dwarf might know. And then I was going to go check the bags once I have that rubbing made. That's an assumption again, friend. Well, I mean, since you've got a light inside (laughs) the room now, I mean, Bryn could probably peek in and... and, and... Oh, is it clear enough that uh, that she can see? It can't get, you know, her dwarvy shoulders necessarily through there easily, but could probably at least peek in. Like I said, there's a light in there now, so... Okay. Oh, cool. Then I'll I'll proceed over to the bags. Then, if if that's not anything, that, if she if she can see enough to determine like whatever uh, she needs to know, um, then I will just head over to the bags. Yeah, uh, you could tell Loman that this was pr- these bags are probably where the Sturges would rest. They kind of like you know, there's just a little, little pile there because uh, there's there you know all kinds of nasty Sturgy droppings all over. I'll fish through it with my crowbar. Good thinking. Um, yeah. The, so when your crowbar touches the uh, the burlap, it, it it starts to starts to rip a little bit. It's it's not not very strong. It's not like it doesn't turn to dust like some bizarre mummy movie or anything like that. It's uh, but it's you can tell that it's it's not not holding together very well. And you can see that there are indeed coins in these bags. More rich stuff. Um... Once I determine that nothing is going to jump out of the bags at me, is there enough coinage that I can put it on my person, or do I need to start passing it out? Through? I don't expect that these bags will hold it. If They're I try to all different it. shapes and sizes of, of, of coins, um, but I will tell you that um, there are a fair number of them, and they are they are copper pieces. They're, they they basically as you're going through it, you're not seeing a glint of gold or silver or anything like that. Kind of shit, kind of pennies. <laughs> yeah. So someone was doing a charity drive and fell down this <laughs> hole. <laughs> right. And, and there, there's 500 of them. So I found Edgar's change jar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And in fact, if you look at any of the coins, if you want to, if you want to pick them up and look at them, uh, um, the, the dates on the coins tend to be from uh, before, Slightly before or even uh, further back in time from Edgar's time. So about, uh, about 20, 30 years and older. Well, I'll, I'll scoop a couple of handfuls up and then uh, shimmy my way back out and just say, you know, there's there's a, a pile of this, you know, copper in there. So, I mean, if we you know want to dig this out later, maybe on the way back through and, and grab that. Uh, but it looks like it's relatively like a quiet place. Maybe we should clear enough that we can get in and out and then just cover this so that we have a, a, a fallback point if things go sideways. Um, mm-hmm. Ah, so an alcove in case we're chased. I shout across yeah. the cabin. Good idea, no. <laughs> you start uh, building that. Um, one one thing on the same subject of of lures and hidey spots. If if that cave is full of copper coins and we already have a chest full of gold, 
that we left out there, right? Then this makes for a fantastic lure for other treasure seekers. We can, you know, put this near the entrance so that this they are so distracted by these glimmering coppers that they may not delve deeper, perhaps. Especially if we make the the way hard going. Or we can put the chest in the alcove. Then they'll think there's nothing down here. Ah, even better. So yes, so we put the the copper in the open and the gold hidden. Though then again, if adventurers like us are as smart as us, then no doubt they would look in the same alcove as, oh, it's a quandary, isn't it? This is what happens when you think you're smarter than the next adventurer along, but you're all as dumb as each other. I am smarter than the next adventurer. In that case, what do you say, Cregan? Is this overly convoluted for no reason? Why don't we simply hide the coins we do not wish to keep and or hide the coins you wish to keep and leave the coins you don't wish to keep. Sounds like a plan. I'm heading to the water. <laughs> um, Rich, are these also the same kind of eight-sided coins as the other ones we found, even though they're different denominations? Uh, they're different shapes and sizes as well. So denomination is also different shape as well as metal? Yes. Basically, okay. these are all copper, but um, the, the, gold, the gold ones that, uh, that you found in the chest were not the... Uh, octagonal ones uh, that you had two examples of one one in gold and one in platinum and a, a little bit of gold so uh, the ones in the chest were more uh, uh, coin coins round and and some round with holes in them basically okay uh, so they were would it much be safe older to assume... than the uh, octagon coins yeah i was gonna say would it be safe to assume that these uh rounder coins are from like a previous kingdom or an older empire yeah like yeah i would say Cool. Yeah, uh, I'll start uh, doing whatever I can to help make it so that we can, just so we can have like a bolt slash stash hole in this room. And then I'll, I'll ask Bren, do you think we could cover this in a way that we can get in easily, but won't be obvious to, to people? No. Well, this darn. is obvious to me. Right. Bren, did you look in, and look at the, 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 the chisel marks and stuff like that? I would like, like that? to. I, I have not done so yet. I have also fixed my history role for stone cutting, so it actually gives me the correct bonus now. There you go. Um, you really don't... I mean, you could roll for it, yeah, but uh, in general, what you see is just shoddy worksmanship, just non-professional chiseling. Amateurs, uh, rank amateurs. Yeah, whoever did this was just concerned about getting it more roughly enlarged, um, and for whatever reason, they needed it to be more of an of an unnatural shape versus just uh, expanding the walls out in the same sort of organic way. But beyond that, they they were just hack hacking at it with with uh, pickaxes and chisels and, and whatever. Ugh, you're offended to your 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 dwarven uh, stone uh, skill. This is, this is terrible. Um, just out of curiosity, is there anything that leaps out to me about the craft uh, work that uh, screams goblin or hobgoblin? Those are my favorite enemies uh, as a ranger. I would say there's absolutely nothing that indicates that that is what it is. Okay. That's, you don't see yeah, anything that's, familiar that's, that you run into over the years. Okay. All right. Well, over to Elias, who's looking at the, what uh, this water. And the, the thing about this is that this is not a still lake or anything. It is uh, moving. Ooh. Uh, and it, it appears to be a piece of, or, a, you know, a the, an area that you can see in this cut away section of the of the walls reveals the uh, an underground river um 
it disappears in the stone, comes out of the stone with really no room to like, uh, it's just basically the water goes and it just happens that this cavern reveals this section of it. Ah, so yeah, so it's a flowing river. There isn't any movement there to indicate life, you know, something swimming against the tide, for instance. I mean, nothing in particular, like there's a potential that um that there you know there there could be you know the the ever popular blind uh, fish uh, albino fish swimming in there things like that um they are popular but, my family likes them yeah you know we, yeah. we love that we go into we're, the we're into the caves and find the albino fish we're all yeah. happy um there is a there is an, another archway um to the to the south of this uh, this cleft so there is, though it does look like a smaller pool, so it's immediately less attractive. I would like to, uh, as I've already shown no fear in diving into water, I will call back. I'm just going for a dip, and uh, will just immerse myself in the flow, see whether mm-hmm. I can pick something up. If if there's if anything's been dropped in here that's been too heavy to be carried away by the current, uh, roll a perception. Okay. All right. Seventeen. Uh, once again, with your your, your unerring ability, you find um, two more of uh, of those same octagonal gold coins with the imperial looking, imperious looking uh, profile of of a man and imperious rex. rex. <laughs> mm. That's who it is. It's imperious rex. Um, and uh, and 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 you you guess that uh, something they could have fallen in there um or maybe somebody threw them in there for good luck you don't know you you just don't know well once paralyzed twice shy as my family always says i'm going to examine the coins very specifically very carefully to ensure there aren't any protrusions that might catch on my skin and (laughs) wash me away in the water right the weight of the coins and the fact that they're in you know they're, they're kind of they were kind of uh up against um, uh, some protrudences, protrudences at the at the bottom of of the stone that the water is flowing through, um, indicates that maybe the, even the current was holding them there uh, oh. all this time. Uh, and and if you just if you don't swim against it, it will start to pull you under um, the the rock, uh, furthering al- further along the river. That is um, tempting. I, I am it, prone to wanderlust, <laughs> but I don't want to grow that separated from my party, knowing they wouldn't be able to survive such a journey. Would exactly be the case. We, yeah. I would say, do you really want to do that? Uh, <laughs> because you'll well, be, not answer, be playing with everyone else. The answer would be, yeah. But in reality, no. That's uh, what my wh- character would do, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll take neutral. I'm a priest of chaos. Um, <laughs> I will scoop up those coins and amble ashore, shaking myself off. Right, dripping. Um... Again, were you uh, were you a a, a non sea elf uh, coming out of the water into this kind of damp uh, underground area? Uh, it might not be that pleasant. It might be a little like I'm feeling a little chilly. But uh, for you, eh, let the water drip off. Well, this okay. is this is fresh water. I assume this isn't. Um, it is. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, it is not. It is not the this the hmm. salty brine that you uh, you prefer to live in. Yeah. Um, but it is. Uh, it is definitely decent water. I mean, it's... Well, I may have to scour my skin once I get back up to the surface because I don't want to get too moisturized by all this. 
It's true. Weed-stricken water. In that case, uh, I'll say, just found some coins. Uh, there's another pool to the south. Would you care to join me? Are there rocks near it? Uh, yes, we're in a cave. <laughs> I will come look at the rocks. Uh, I would like to try to collect uh, any of the arrows that might have survived my previous firing of them before I leave the room. Yes, yes. Re- remarkably, uh, they, they are not uh, irreparably damaged. Beautiful. So, what do you what do you folks want to do? You've got two exits from you've got from the the river room that uh, Ilias is, is in, and then there's the exit from the room the the rest of you. Yeah, are in. I think we'll go south from here, from where we are now. Yeah, we're all moving ourselves over to Ilias. So we'll go. Down okay, so you're all going to go through here. Yeah. All righty. And once again, I'm quite happy to stick my head under the water. It seems a bit foolish to dive in headfirst into an unknown pool. You never know what might be lurking there. Well, let me describe it to you, and then you can decide what you want to do. Please do. It's it's just as damp and dank as the previous uh, caverns, with even larger clumps of fungus growing out of the walls and across the floor in some spots. Um, Unlike the the, the smaller patches of fungi that you saw uh, previously, these actually have a a radiant uh, faint light. And so the the entire chamber is sufficiently lit by them that there's a dim light conditions uh, throughout the chamber. you do hear as you enter from the uh, from the archway, um, little creatures scampering. Um, I, 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 I'm just going to straight up say it sounds like rats or other uh, small uh, mammals like rats. Um, uh, you hear the sound mm-hmm. of it uh, disappearing uh, down the southern uh, hallway, the southern arch on the other side of the pool. So. I'm going to make sure that I've got some rations at the ready uh, in case I need to, like, feed a, a rat or something. And, and I'd like to make my way over to those mushrooms if I can. Right. Now, where you folks are, the ceiling is only about six feet high. Uh, it opens up to the to the west, uh, to, the, to the ceiling is about 20 feet high up there. Um, and so, uh, and the pool looks like it's it's reasonably clean drinkable water probably you don't you don't really know but uh but that is the uh that is the thing about that um, and other than that um yeah there's there's the fungus uh which i think you can see on the map uh, but in general those were the ones that were illustrated they're they're really all over the place those are just the cool. biggest clumps uh, so- you can see that on, down at the west end there is um uh, two parts of the of the floor and the ceiling that are connected and with small little um, crevice archways uh, that lead behind them. Did we hear the scurrying sounds from the kind of like tunnel thing or from over where the like archways are from from there? Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, I want to go investigate these archways. Down here? Yeah, because okay. I like rocks yeah. and caves. I'm a mountain dwarf. I just want to verify uh, if these fungal growths appear to be the same fungus that we've seen so far. Uh, I will probably just move past them, you know, as long as if if they if they don't look like a different species or something like well, that. Well, I mean, they're different enough that they're glowing. So, I mean, they're they're probably a a, a offshoot or a variant of uh, of the uh, 
base fungus that uh, that provides this this sort of uh, ambient light. Can I make a like a nature check just to make sure that sure. there's no uh, danger to to breathing in the air around here? Absolutely. Like Fifteen. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, unless they're an incredibly aberrant form of it, they look like the kind of fungus you find in caverns that glow. <laughs> then I will probably place myself in a center position here. Uh, just so that that way, if anything leaps out at any of my friends, I can shoot it. Right. Yeah, and when I say glow, of course, I don't mean that they're like glowing like a light bulb. They're, they're they just have a, a phosphorescence about them. They're bioluminescent, as it were. Yeah, Cregan. Um, similarly, I'm going to uh, stand with the ranger uh, since two of my colleagues have gone off in different directions. I want to kind of stand equidistant between them, so that way, if something leaps out, I can fire bolt it into oblivion. I love that the ranger called us friends and you said colleagues. <laughs> That's such a like, Korean thing to say, you know. <laughs> all right. So with all that people wandering around, Elias, what uh, what did you, what do you want to do now with this pool? Uh, well, it would seem a waste to not dive in. Sure. Uh, I don't know how deep it is. That's the thing. It's looking pretty dark in places. You never know where these pools might lead. So, so, so let's do Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I guess if you put your face in the water, you can view through the water, which might be easier for you to view with the CLF ability than actually looking at it from above down into it. Uh, then let's do that. Um, cause it's, um, it's about, uh, it's about 30 feet deep. Oh, Okay. Uh, you can see just down there, and uh, and there seems to be two holes down the bottom um, that that go into the wall. And judging by the thing, maybe connect up to the underground river, maybe don't. Um, you're a little distracted. Uh, where are you? Where are you standing with your face in the water? Uh, I'll move myself into the pool. Here we go. Okay. Uh, you're a little distracted because of um, as you're as you're doing that out from the oh a. Uh, a very, very large, long fish comes right out of the thing towards you now. It sees that there, hey, there could be food here. Haha, well, this is exactly the kind of thing I like when I'm underwater. Being <laughs> food? No, no. Let us. Because <laughs> I think it's more Travis's character's thing. Let us move to initiative. Yeah. This is you why know. the gods placed pools of water for us to dive into, so that we could encounter strange and terrible creatures. And best fish fight, I agree. fish fight, fish fight. Personally, I agree. Uh, so, for recap for listeners, uh, Travis has rolled a 15, Bring Giant Speed has an 11, Cricket has a 5, and Matthew's character has a 6. And this is a big fish. Like it just, it just, it's, it's, it's coming at you, and, and you can't actually see the tail as it's rushing. Ooh, very exciting. And this is all underwater? Uh, yes, currently. So we just see just churning water, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> and the fish has also rolled 15, so this is going to be amazing. Yes. That fish is dynamite. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a toughie. So um, I, will, I, will, I will say that I disagree with how they've listed this, uh, and, and Loman can go first. So I will push the giant guard to, uh, to 14. I think I can edit that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm probably, I would assume since I can't actually see into the water right now, 
uh, my only action anyway would be to hold an action of firing my arrow. So the minute that I see something threatening, um, I'm going to loose an arrow at it. I will say that in the in the course of this thing rushing up, it was uh, it's all happening, you know, in this in this round, but it is also a uh, there's a, there's enough time for uh, Elios to splash or yell out or, or something that you could you could tell that something's going on over there. It's not a silent strike and then, you know. Right, but I can't but I don't have a target, right? right? Is it right. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just hold an action uh with you know pointed at that uh at that pool that if a target if I see something that you know is a big enough shadow under that water that it, I'm sure is an Elios Whatever is going on over there, once I have an actual visible target, I will find That's how the yeah, seal's got a bunch of holes. At the angle you are being a gnome, uh, you are, you know, um, the, the floor is is not all that, um, not all that sloping. So um, you're probably not going to see anything unless Elios gets to the surface uh, or, or the gar attacks by coming up and coming back down. Uh, you're just, the, just, the water is just going to be churning. Okay. Um, I'm not getting closer to it. <laughs> so, I'm going to just be remote support. I, uh, swim for the surface, buddy. <laughs> okay. And it will, um, it will, t- it will go in for the attack. It's going to, it's going to try to take a nice big bite out of Helios. Well, that is the cycle of life. That is a 14. In that case, it does not get past my armor class. I definitely kick out of the way of this lumbering yeah, scheme. You're the king in your pool, but you know, what is this? And it is, uh, it is, it just basically spirals around, uh, and it looks like it's going to be coming in for another attack next round. I admire the thing's beauty, even though I concede it must die. Okay. Uh, Bryn, there's some sort of splishy splashy stuff going on you see the gnome tense and you know kind of go into uh almost a uh, a watch and wait moment uh that, you know is very uh overt yeah I'm, I'm gonna use uh the dash action on my turn just to get as far as possible to get as, as, as close to them as possible okay run run i'm, I'm running i can get to that there. there we go i'm just running over like i'm gonna help I'm going to help. I don't know how I'm not very good at swimming, but I'm going to help. Okay. I would say thank you if I could hear you or communicate from beneath the surface. But instead, what are you going to do, Elias? Well, this is what I've been waiting for. I see. <laughs> there is uh, one blessing of the tempest of the gods of chaos that I particularly enjoy more than any other. And that it is to call the wrath of the storm, but to do so underwater. There so you to, go. To generate a sonic storm of thunder that will hopefully smash this creature to smithereens, or at least give it uh, second thoughts. Dear God. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be clicking on Wrath of the Storm on my features and traits and hoping it actually translates. Let's see. Nope, it just minimizes it. So it's not actually down under my attacks. So I will... There should be, if you hover over the uh, feature, mm. there should be a little um, yes. voice bubble, I think, that and shows up. Okay. Click on that. 
Oh, that just uh, tells us the description. So in that case, I just need to roll... Ah, so it says uh, if, if it hits you with an attack... Uh, that you oh, can yeah, see... That's, that's, oh, so that's if it hits me... Oh, well, in yeah. that case, uh, I have a second thing in mind. Forget what, what everything I just said. <laughs> right, but def <laughs> definitely keep that one in mind. I yeah, will, yeah. I will. Um, because the second thing I had in mind was a very similar attack, which is called um, Thunder Wave. Ah, good old Thunder Wave. Uh, I expect it's going to fail uh, against that. Um... What has to make a constitution save? So DC, DC 12 constitution save yeah. for, for 5 points of damage if it hits. Mm -hmm. uh, and... It's also a description to go with there it. We go. Was... And it will be pushed 10 feet away as well. Ah, there you go, that's what I was wondering about. It emits okay. a thunderous boom audible to 300 feet. All right. Ah, so loud. <laughs> yes, there's a big boom. You hear a big boom. Sonic a boom. And DC 10. No, no, I missed it. Was it? It was DC 12 Constitution save. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Uh, so boom. on a successful save, saves. it still takes half damage, but it okay. isn't pushed. All right. Uh, in this case, I don't know. I think is the damage rounded up or down? It's either going to be. It's either going to be three or two. I believe I believe it rounds up when players are doing it and rounds down when Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was five year or not, but that's, uh, that's the friendly that's how, GM that's, rule. That's how I was doing it anyway, so that that's good. Okay. So you you hit it um with with a, a bit of it. Uh, it doesn't it, it it registers the fact that it's just been slapped, but it it you know it's not stopping its uh, its attack uh uh movement uh, moving into attack formation yeah i have to say i feel it's quite approach. abandoned by the gods of the sea right now well if it manages to hit you you're going to be able to have some fun <laughs> <laughs> okay uh do you want to do anything else i guess i could be a coward and try and swim to safety but no uh, i have entered this beast's terrain it deserves a chance to snap at me <laughs> fair enough uh okay uh, Cregan. Um, seeing that my colleague is somehow indisposed towards this creature, I'm going to use a magic missile, uh, bypassing his whole rolling to attack nonsense. I, uh, so, um, I would suggest that you probably need to get a little closer, um, uh, in order to fire down into the, the thing, since you can't really see it at the level you're at. Fair enough. I can, I can move. I can get right to the edge there. And then I will magic missile in. Um, so it, uh, I, I get uh, three darts, so that's... Let me roll the other two here real quick. So that's uh, eight plus five, 13. 13 points of damage. That, uh, okay. Oh. That, uh, that hurt it more significantly. You hear that, Matthew? You're insignificant. Yes, I, uh, I do feel like I'm being shown up by some arcane spellcaster up there, and it isn't a good feeling. No. <laughs> um, but bam, hits and... Uh, yeah, yeah, def that one. That one definitely make makes it do one of those, you know, kind of loops out from where it got hit, and then it's still coming in though. Mm -hmm. I just like this. My turn's over. So it's still down far enough though that nothing like pokes up out of the surface as part of its thrashing. Right. Out, uh, right? Um, the... Elios is is in the water. Um, in actually, you know, submerged beneath the water. All right. Well, uh, once uh, Cregan's turn is complete, then I guess I will. Uh, close in um, to get closer to the creature. So that's my movement. 
and still I'm just walking up, still got the arrow out, still holding my action because I can't really do much okay. else. Uh, and if it pops up, I'm just going to pepper it with, uh, lately pepper it with arrows. Effectively, you're holding your action until that, 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 that moment occurs. Yep. So if it, if it leaps up before I can move again, then I'll shoot it. Otherwise I'm going to move again. All right. All right. So it comes in on its attack. Um, come on, come on. (laughs) Oh, for sake. Swims around you. Like just uh, argh, misses uh, completely, swims around you. It kind of does a diving back down, and you can see it turn around in the, in the water and head. You know, looking back up at you, it seems to still be pretty intense. I don't think this fish is blessed by your chaos tempest god. I don't think this fish means me harm at all. I'm beginning to wonder <laughs> if I should try and make good with this uh, with this creature and part Please on. Please not having your question with the fish. That I wasn't intending on going that far, thank you. Uh, I, you know, I, I have a way of speaking with the animals, uh, not quite like our ranger friend, but I may Shape be of able. Water to... too. Yeah, quite. <laughs> um, so now I'm now I'm considering I, whether I love you, Gar. Well, I don't think the Gar is going to be is going to be evil per se. It's just a, it's just a creature defending its territory. So maybe well, I can persuade a, it that I'm peaceful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bryn. Well, I don't know all of this that's going through <laughs> his head. Uh, so I'm going to step up to the edge of the thing here, and I'm going to draw my crossbow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fire into the water. All right. At it. Little bit of soft cover, but uh, you blew through that, so that's cool. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I hit it for four whole points of damage. All right. And it's now got a, a, a crossbow bolt sticking out of its side. Oh. Nice. Yeah, I don't think the peace option's going to work now, is it? <laughs> well, it's and your, you just it's hit your, it for like 13. Why are you talking about me? It's your chance. You can do what you need to do. I just imagine like you're actually under the fish, and so you're like, maybe I can be friends with it, not seeing the back of the fish being pummeled by <laughs> bolts of light and, and crossbow bolts. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> Um, no. At this point, I think I'm going to have to take severe action, almost one might consider it cruel action, against this creature. And uh, while I was contemplating using magic to put it out of its misery, I could instead wrap it in my net and drag it to the surface so we will have something to eat. Uh, now, that, that does feel a bit harsher. Uh <laughs> Sure. Uh, I went from let's make a friends with let's eat it. So, <laughs> so the the, the, the net that the net that you carry mm. is probably capable of uh, of wrapping around it uh, you know, a portion of it. Oh well, in that case, let's just hit it with a guiding bolt. I'm going to swim <laughs> swim with my uh, holy symbol. Again, the vagaries of chaos—they can pull us this way and that, and ultimately. If if I feel like this fish doesn't want to be a friend because it's too injured, then that's the fish's fault. What I'm, hear- what I'm hearing is, let's make friends with it unless it's mildly inconvenient, then let's kill it. <laughs> now that's a better hit with the guiding bolt. All right. Now, did you move before you you, ca- you cast it, or, or are you just you're kind of floating? A couple, uh, no, I'm a couple, just a couple five feet down or something. I I assumed I was kind of in the middle of it as it was spiraling around me, so I've not moved. Right. Okay. So you. And then I uh, roll my damage. Okay. Whee! 
All right. So let this let the tempest take this beast. It is uh it, it, that 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 scout the the light comes in burns right down the side of the thing just um if uh, if it was out in the in the water you'd be smelling uh, roasting fish uh it is extremely wounded oh i feel bad now uh, <laughs> one eye on the one side is a little milky from the heat the extreme heat that just went past uh, I I feel like with my move action I could just I should just return to the surface now and feel sad glum about what has befallen my enemy. Your call, play it out. Uh, this wasn't the heroic fight that I was anticipating. I was expecting a bit of back and forth, you know, an occasional bite or a grapple, but all it really did was swim around me in a vaguely threatening manner while we pummeled it and ripped it to pieces. <laughs> so I'm going to swim surfaceward now with a sad look on my face, thinking, all we've really done here is butcher a large fish. What of your sea friends? Yeah, yeah, what could have been a good friend is now, sadly, a hot meal. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh creaking what do you all right so if, if if my colleague has actually escaped the pool i will uh it would be funny to be like after all that lamentation just to destroy it but actually my, my main goal is to make sure that my, my colleague is safe so if he appears to be safe then i will simply go and, and assess his wounds right uh, uh Ilias seems to be sad um but i don't know how much of that emotion registers on you I mean, he has left his watery space. I understand to a degree that that is something that gives him pleasure. He is no longer there. So I will splash some water on him to make him feel better. You understand that if the mouth is turned down, that means bad. Right, yes, absolutely. If the mouth is turned up, that means good. You've you've at least learned that much about people. Right. (laughs) The the why is bizarre. You weird people with your skeletons at the inside. I don't understand it. Right. And and, and who who can blame you? Right. Uh, but yes, otherwise I'm basically just going to hold my action and, and if he looks injured, I'll bind wounds but if he doesn't look injured, then I will not. I can just okay. imagine Kriggan the first time you learned about humans. He's like, he's like, why would you cover your skeleton in meat instead of covering your meat in skeletons? <laughs> all backwards, backwards, you fools. Why, why are you inside out? Um, It's got to be horrifying to experience like, ah, you're inside out! Oh yeah, they, they, they tell horror <laughs> stories to, 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 to small children and it's just like, and they have their skeletons on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Loman, is there anything you want to do? Uh, you have you advantage are... if you attack uh, it because of Guiding Bolt. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's still, uh, from my vantage point, I guess I should From say. your vantage point, you, um, you saw um, Ilios come out of the water, uh, Creek and go over to Ilios. Um, the water isn't even uh, 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 stirring or, or lapping all over the place or, or you know, uh, showing signs of disturbance right now. Okay. Uh, so actually what I would like to do, because uh, there was a light show that came out of that pool and because um, there was a very, very loud noise, uh, I would like to uh, shimmy over to this tunnel and just give a peek uh, arrow right. at the ready and make sure that like we didn't, you know, call a horde of kobolds from the basement or something. The, the, you know, the light like, of torches yeah. coming down, coming towards you, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. I just want to make sure that we're not going to have any unexpected visitors coming up that right, well, Give me a perception. Alrighty. 17. Sweet. Um, there does not appear to be any, there's no There's no uh, sound 
echoing up from from down there there's no the pitter patter of, of little feet um there's there's no uh, uh light changes or even atmospheric it's it seems pretty quiet down there cool i'll uh let everyone know that i think we're clear at the south tunnel then let us venture forth okay is that fish still alive do you want to look yeah all right um from what you could see and again it's 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 pretty deep um water um there's there's no sign of the gar oh okay i was gonna murder it and eat it but okay i was yeah. tempted to reach my hand in and cure it <laughs> <laughs> i do Little like buddy. cured fish very very good yes Um, (laughs) i i I do notice that is an offer that was not extended to our our uh stalwart companion when they i have noticed that when my bug juice is all over the floor i got no such consideration but when (laughs) the giant fish came around oh well maybe i should heal it kriegan Uh, can communicate their need for healing this fish all it can do is flounder and (laughs) yeah Uh. No. <laughs> oh. So, uh, uh, Elios and Bryn, please give me perception rolls. Through my tears, I appear to be quite perceptive. Right? Yeah, we, we, we both roll fifteen. <laughs> yes, you are both aware of the of the of the uh, the fact that the uh, the the gar is. Uh, if if it would, it's either all the way at the bottom of the pool, or it has left through one of the clefts in the side of it. Mm, poor Aww. gar. I like he he's sad because of the fish, and I'm sad because I wanted to eat the fish. <laughs> five up, five levels later, it comes back with a patch over its eye and it's like yeah, at a machine gun. Right, I'm coming for revenge. Yeah, yeah that that guy is swearing vengeance right now. That's the that's the BBG. <laughs> right, that's the big bad. Oh, oh, that's the major antagonist for the whole oh. chronicle. All I can hope is that the Gar understood on some level that those horrendous attacks weren't all coming from me. Uh, what the Gar understood was it went to eat something and then got really, really hurt. And mm. it had to get out of there and to, to not die as a, a self-preservation yeah, instinct. I think the Gar might, might think you're poisonous. <laughs> yeah. From here on in, yes, uh, you're probably Stupid safe fish. from the gar, Ilios. <laughs> Mate, it the... can tell its friends. Go if, back, if... you can survive. Tell your right. family not to mess with Ilios the CL. <laughs> if it had any sort of intelligence at all, um, it might have, it, it might you know, decide to get revenge, but it doesn't. It's just a big fish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jaws was just a big fish. Yeah, and, and Jaws the Revenge exists. Yeah. So. It's true. It's true. But we don't... It's time it's personal. You know, I, I only go by the numbers, kids. You know? <laughs> if, if, if the intelligence is a two, it's just a big fish. It's just a big fish. All right. So uh, I'm going to join uh, my ranger friend in checking out this, this tunnel. Yeah. Event. Yeah. Let's move as a party yeah. for the first time in the <laughs> First time for the last time. <laughs> So, so hold on before moving, and uh, I want I want to uh, say two things. One, uh, you got that guard down to one hit point. Um, <laughs> nice. And I regret not shooting. I mean, you could have just dropped your axe into the water, and if it was still there, would have taken it out. Basically, um, all we've done is provided a meal for the guards' children. Right. So. And, and the way, you know, basically, if, if, we're, if we're going to go, in, if we were going into this with a whole thing, I mean, you you got the experience for the encounter. You know, it's it's 
don't have to kill the thing to you know to to get that you succeeded in what we were trying to do there which was it was defeated a, yeah basically right. um and and i like i like when if they're animals i like that they would they would just try to get away at a certain yeah. point yeah. um I was going to do that at that its turn anyway because of the amount of damage that it had taken and then uh, and then the uh, eighteen points um, was enough to knock it uh, just to there. Cool. So um, uh, just real quick, we'll whip through um, if people want to chat with you online, where they find you, Travis. I'm at Travis Leg pretty much everywhere on the internet, L E G G E, um, and you often find me at the Onyx Path Twitch uh, running a running awesome. a stream. Dixie. Uh, yeah, pretty much everywhere at Dixie Cyanide, um, all over the Onyx Path Discord, as usual. You know, just chilling. Matthew. On MatthewDawkins.com, at DawkinsMP, on Twitter, and on the Onyx Path Discord. Rich. Rich T at TheOnyxPath.com. And uh, every Monday, um, we, uh, we put up the Monday Meeting Notes blog, and there's a comment section there, which I tend to frequent... Um, uh, so that uh, uh, you don't have to, if you want to, if you want to ask me stuff or anything like that, it doesn't have to be about the blog that week. It can be whatever you want. Indeed, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at PugCity, P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find me at PugCity.com. You can find all of us hanging around the Onyx Path Discord. And uh, next week we will continue on our adventures in the Crossroad Continents. Woo. But until then, many worlds, one path. Continues.